0: Welcome to Any Way You Want It. I'm your host, Kaylin McDuff. I'm an LA-based coach for women who want to create lives based on desire. Here on the show, we like to have real conversations about sex, relationships, and life. Through talks with everyday people, experts, friends, and everything in between, I give you a plethora of options different relationship models, new mindsets, perspectives, and paradigms. Listen for what sounds interesting to you and follow that. This is just the beginning of you having a life designed entirely from the specificity of your desire. Hello everybody and welcome back to another episode of Any Way You Want It. Um, I, you know, I know I say this a lot, like I'm giddy or I'm excited, but like, that's just, you know, that's one of my home channels y'all. And I, I really, am. I feel quite giddy with the guest that I have today. Um, so I have my friend and also former client, um, orange shy, uh, joining me and, It's been like, I think we decided it's been a couple of years since Oren and I have like spoken like properly, you know, not like texting or, you know, Instagram DM or whatever. So um, Oren, welcome to the show.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. Yeah, it's crazy how time can fly by like that. And it's fun (laughs) to reconnect here.
0: Totally. Yeah, it's like you know, after, I mean, I'm sure you can relate to this now having, you know, been a coach for a while and like worked with, you know, lots of people over a course of time, you know, it's like, it's a, it's a wild experience, um, having clients, right. That you're so close to, and and you and I worked together for like quite some time, you know, and then the relationship comes to a place where like, it just makes sense to complete And so you go from this, like, we talk most weeks, you know, and we're like, so, um, you know, I'm so deeply involved in your life. And then all of a sudden, you know, not all of a sudden, but it's like at a certain point, right. You're like, okay, we're going to complete. And, um, and then, you know, years and years later, it's like, I just have all these moments like this happens like every day. And I think about like different clients. I'm like, oh, what's that person doing? And what's that person doing? But you are, I mean, really, you're like one of my OG clients. I think you know this right mm-hmm. yes <laughs> like you started working with me I mean I had definitely had experience um, but I'm trying to think did we start working together so I met for context for all of you I met Laura Orrin at LinkedIn like we were both working at LinkedIn. And did I meet you in California? Was that the deal, or like did I meet you in New York? I don't even. Remember. I want
1: uh, We were both back in the like, coast. <laughs> back to coast, and forth of those days, but. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do. Mean, I do distinctly remember moments of when we when we initially connected in that yeah. world, and there was kind of like the exploration of. Right. Who like that that spark of interest, and who mm-hmm. is this person? What's like you can sense something evolving, in, in the person. Yeah.
0: Totally. Yeah. I just remember meeting you again. I don't remember the full context, but I was like this guy, like he is on my team like energetically, you know, like Mm -hmm. way before I started studying like energy work or any of this stuff, I could just like feel your energy in a room. And I was like, okay, this guy, like we have, we have a connection, you know, and then you took the leap and like trusted me, you know, to be your coach, um, which I was so honored. And you, I'm forgetting, did you leave LinkedIn after we worked together or was it right? or right when we were completing or yeah, was it there, right was, after? there was some time
1: there was some time yeah. after yes
0: mm-hmm. yeah and that was such a big deal mm-hmm. so now um I'll just tell so thanks y'all for going on that whole ride I'm like re-putting the pieces back together and my heart is just exploding <laughs> <laughs> you know because it's um Yeah, it's it's just so special thinking back, especially to the clients like Oren, who like you know, yeah, we're working with me in my first like couple years of when I started my business, you know. So Oren is the founder of, is it Hohu? Is that how you say it? Yes. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm obsessed with this, Um, which is Whole Human Leadership. development. And so he's going to tell us more um, about that. But, you know, what I want to say about Oren is like, he's always been a leader. Like that has just always been true. Just an embodied leader. And he is so in touch with his own like spirit and soul and his body. Like he's so in his body. And so I'm excited to hear about like how you are just like bringing that to leadership because I feel like when we talk about like leadership in the world just that word people do not think about like what is the embodiment of it. And I, and I, that to me is like, that is who you are. So I'm excited to like, just hear more about that. And orange, just a crazy guy. Like we started texting and all of a sudden he's like sending me pictures of, um, otter, baby otters, just, you know, just like frolicking through the water, you know, <laughs> <laughs> it's just like this, this guy. That's a typical okay. text for me. Yeah. So I think this conversation is going to be like a a little combination of us just like sort of catching up, seeing what Oren like has like what you've just been like learning over the last couple of years since like we even spoke. What is like inspiring you? What's moving you? Um, There'll probably be some like embodied leadership stuff that we talk about, you know, whole human leadership development. Like we're just gonna go wherever we want. Oh, and I also like need to hear what's happening in your love life. Let's be
1: clear. (laughs) can can
0: we just and so we'll just go so um okay can we just start there tell me about your love life what's happening we can start
1: there but first for the (laughs) record those those otter pics and vids were were real IRL I was standing right next to the otters (laughs) as I was texting with you so these were no these were no google search otters these were actual 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 otters
0: actual otters I was like what is happening (laughs) Oren
1: yeah I needed I needed to fill you in on that uh, that was important. of course,
0: yes, true, right? I knew that. Okay, that it was very special. I was like, okay, we're we're going there. I love it. Okay. Um, okay, so-, so Oren, what's happening in your love life? Please catch me up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I am now about six months or so into the relationship that that relationship the the relationship okay the relationship so like the one where i'm learning this is new to me but i'm learning that after lots of valuable and also really intense and fiery and uh, just drama filled experiences in relationship Mm -hmm. uh, where there may have been things that were aligned to yeah. an extent but there's always there are always things that couldn't couldn't quite connect mm-hmm. this is the experience the reason I say the relationship yeah because it's the experience that I'd imagined where there's just such a deep level of alignment not mm-hmm. just in the fun ways <laughs> but yeah also just in terms of the the commitment to communication the energetic exchange the willingness to be honest and to be in the work and to be curious about what's going on within each of us and both of us so that's how I just summarize where I am right now is just in this pretty early phase it feels of something Mm -hmm. that is different is the word I've been using to describe it is grounded
0: Hmm. Yeah. Wow. That feels, that feels really good. I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Oh yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, what I know about you is that you have been uh, doing the work to like open your heart and like clear all of your blocks. It's like, you've been doing that work for years (laughs) And so it must be so validating to be in a place where you're like, oh, wait, I think I'm like creating this relationship, like who knows, right, where it will go. And it's Mm -hmm. like there's something so different to create a relationship from just pure love, right, and like moving as much as you can, like moving past like all of our trauma patterns and just all of that other stuff that is so can be so easy to play out.
1: Yeah and can sometimes be really entertaining really to fun. connect with another person from, yeah. from the is, you know, totally. it's, I mean, this is what movies and TV shows are made of.
0: <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Orin, I really acknowledge you for this, like for just opening this, this relationship. It's so beautiful.
1: Yeah. It's been yeah. fun. And it doesn't mean that it's been <laughs> just like puppies and rainbows exactly yeah and I think that's that's a big part of really just whether it's embodied relating living Mm -hmm. working whatever yeah is just recognizing that actually what we signed up for as human beings is a continuous experience of being a human with all the different range Mm of the the whole gamut of experiences that we have as human beings and there is no point at least as I have experienced what I believe, what I've seen my clients move through, there's no point where you reach where suddenly everything's just, yeah.
0: You know, (laughs) yesterday, what day was it? Oh yeah, yesterday. I'm like, just yesterday, a friend, you know, I I was like clearing um, just a lot of energy, like in like three relationships on Sunday. Like I just like got so worked on Sunday, (laughs) <laughs> and I was like Monday morning. I woke up and I like kind of you know you have like those like at least for me I have like sometimes like transformation hangovers where I'm just like oh my god I feel so full and it's so amazing but I I'm like it's a lot and I was talking to a friend and she's like yeah you know just quick reminder Kaylin. like you have chosen to live your life at your edges
2: mm-hmm. yeah it's
0: like oh right you know like I actually need people to remind me of that like often because yeah. it can be easy to like be I'm like so in the work and then to like kind of become a victim to that being in the work
1: yeah that's, I don't know that's, if you
0: relate to that
1: uh-huh I think that's definitely we can we can become yeah like almost attached it can become part of our identity to be Always mm-hmm. in some some sort of process, yeah, and being in a in a place of and I think that's where there's just this art to being human that, in my opinion, can get lost in the personal growth and development space sometimes, yeah, where what we're being sold all the time is our our answers. Mm-hmm. Our, like this is how you can feel more certain. I've got just the thing for you. Right. <laughs> and yeah. part of what we're really doing here is learning how to be in process in continuous yeah. change.
2: Ah.
0: Yeah, full acceptance, full approval, full surrender. This is, you know, my lifetime practice. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, I just I love this so much. What's like what's one of the things that you're learning right now in relationship about yourself. I'm learning
1: how to put all that work that you talked about <laughs> into practice in your in the most intimate relationship
0: oh uh, yeah
1: where like as we know those of us who are doing the work know it's very mm-hmm. different being just you yeah in your own space having a yeah. certain amount of of control over like the way your life looks
2: mm-hmm. as
1: compared with, let's say being in an environment with your family of origin. Going yeah. back to that classic Ram Das quote, about if you think you're enlightened, go spend a week oh, with your family. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then we have our romantic partner, our intimate relationship that can, of course, look many different ways, take many different forms. However, yeah. it looks you're talking about those deepest parts of ourselves that have longed to connect in a way that we don't connect with everyone in the world. Yeah. yeah, And that's a vulnerable thing.
0: Oh gosh. It is like, at least for me, I I'm like, you know, it can be kind of humiliating in like the best way, you know, to just be like, Oh God, there's this part of me that I just don't want anyone to see. And I'm going to show you, but don't, (laughs) is it going to be okay? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I so hear you on that, man. Yeah. I'm seeing like my, uh, my control patterns, which like I have, you know, honestly spent the last five years really learning how to surrender, you know, and there's just still these little threads, that were kind of not apparent to me until I really got so deep into this, into my relationship, you know? And so it's like, okay, now we're at the next level of surrendering and like moving past these patterns. So I don't know if you have, if there's something like that for you, that's like, Oh, this thing, (laughs) but I'm curious.
1: Yeah, and control is one of my favorite things to yeah. explore in myself with others. It's it's the first in in some of the leadership work we do. It's it's one of the foundational dynamics we explore is our relationship with control. And you're you're very well versed in this area and just how ingrained it is in our culture. To control this shit, I don't know if I can curse, but to control
0: you can do whatever you want here, (laughs) Oren.
1: To control this shit out of our lives, (laughs) and to try and attain some sense of certainty, stability, safety outside of ourselves by manufacturing this life that is that feels like it's under our control. It feels like we know what's going to happen next. It feels like we know who these different characters are that play certain roles in our life. It feels like we know who we, and the interesting thing about control is that it's the, one of the primary things standing in the way of us actually connecting with that sense of safety and and, and just ability to be present in this moment. Mm. It's the thing we're taught is going to get us there through some external circuitous route. Mm. But it turns out it's the exact thing standing in your way of dropping into the level of aliveness and connection and experience Mm. of deep presence that we actually are all really going for in all these really roundabout externally oriented ways as compared to starting from the inside.
2: Yeah. Ah, Yes.
0: (laughs) I'm, I'm curious how you have, um, worked with that, like in your own life. And I imagine that then like spills out into, you know, what the work that you do with leaders. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm curious sort of like how that, yeah, how that has like been for you and how that, how you've worked through that. Mm
1: -hmm. probably in a way that's familiar to many of us, which uh, I I describe as attempting to manage other people's perceptions. Mm -hmm. So we can call it one version of this people-pleasing. We can call it lots of different things, but there is a way that especially more empathic, sensitive people... Uh, exert or attempt to exert control over their lives that I have done and continue to do and continue to work through, which is let me effectively shapeshift and mold myself into the person who I believe this other person wants or needs in this Mm -hmm. moment. And it happens in family, in work, in uh, romantically And one of the really powerful things that has supported me and one of the reasons I am as as committed to this path of embodiment and Mm -hmm. somatic work as I am is because of the roots of that kind of behavior in safety Mm -hmm. and in attaining a sense of grounding in the nervous system Mm -hmm. where there are some of these patterns that we can talk about forever (laughs) and learn and connect a lot of dots and learn a lot of interesting things about our patterns. But in order to get to the roots of what's actually going on here, once I see the pattern of trying to manage the way other people are seeing me, Mm -hmm. how can I connect with the physiological underpinning of that pattern and start to give my body what it's looking for that is being filtered up through what I call the layer of thoughts and into my actions in order to try and artificially create it.
2: Hmm. Yeah, that's a pretty advanced practice
0: (laughs) to be able in the moment to be like, okay, wait, hold on. What's actually happening here? Like, where am I not being honest? And then what do I, like, what do I really need?
1: Yeah, yeah. And the powerful thing is that once we develop uh, what I like to call a higher resolution relationship with our sensation, Mm -hmm. once we go from this retro TV quality Mm -hmm. of of our perception of our sensation Mm -hmm. to higher resolution, it creates so much spaciousness. Yeah, between what's happening within us and the actions that we take. Mm-hmm. So by creating a deeper relationship with our felt sense that is core to somatic work, we suddenly have so much room. I sometimes just describe it as, it's as though you have somebody or typically before somatic work, it's as though you have somebody who's standing right in your face And you Mm -hmm. need to respond to them versus once we create this um, deeper level of perception of what's going on within us, it's as though that person or thing that we need to respond to is down the block. And we have Mm -hmm. all these different possibilities of how we want to center ourselves and then show up to that situation because it feels so much more spacious. There's so much Mm -hmm. mental processing, heady processing that we've practiced releasing so that we can connect with what's actually real in the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I love the, I, um, yeah, I love the way that you like talk about this. Um, cause it's like, I, you know, I've been practicing the same things just in a different kind of world, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. but it's all like, It's all the same thing. It's just like the way I talk about it is like, basically, if you can expand your capacity to hold the sensation of truth, then like you can do anything from there. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like that's that's why people don't tell the truth, because it's so high sensation. Yes, yes. It's actually and I mean, you know, you know all about this to so like train your nervous system to hold that much and and be OK, mm-hmm. at least for me, like that has been my practice. You know, like yeah. I was a, I was and I still have like people please, pleasing tendencies that like come forth, mm-hmm. you know, but it's like, OK, having spent five years creating safety in my body. You know, it's just like, it's a whole different world being like, yeah, okay. I'm a no to that. I'm a yes to that. I'm just going to say no and then sit here.
1: (laughs) And feel all the things that come up when I do.
0: (laughs) Oh my God. Yeah. I had a girlfriend to tell me, um, a few days ago, she was like, gosh, man, you just have such good boundaries. Like I'm so envious. And I was like, Wow. You don't even understand who I was five years ago. I had zero. I didn't even know what boundaries were, you
2: know? (laughs) Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I love how you, how you put that. And, and I speak about it similarly in terms of developing or even mm -hmm. reconnecting with that capacity to be with what is, to be Mm -hmm. with reality, to be with the truth. Yeah. This is the, this is what gets in the way of us connecting with ourselves, with each other, with the planet, with what it is that we seek to create in the world is yeah. an inability to be with reality. It's yeah. a lot, you feel a lot. And I wanna to acknowledge too, that this is one, one important aspect to this work is recognizing that we all, some of us have had major experiences, some of us may be, uh, different types of experiences that uh, through childhood, that shaped, we've all had experiences that shape how we learn to deal with, to manage all of the feeling that comes with being human. Mm -hmm. And some of us needed to develop really significant protective mechanisms in order to be able to move through situations when we could not handle it because there was a point in our development when we could not handle and regulate ourselves amidst everything that we were experiencing. We needed to co-regulate. Some of us had someone there who could support us in that way. Mm
2: -hmm. Many
1: of us unfortunately did not. So we learn as adults Mm -hmm. how to create the conditions of safety within ourselves so we can develop our capacity. To be with reality.
0: Yeah, totally. And it's so, at least for me, I'm like over here, I'm like, okay, I'm like a 37 year old woman. Like, I'm feeling like, wow, I'm really learning how to hold myself, you know, (laughs) (laughs) at like another level. I'm like, I'm so proud, you know, but then sometimes I'm just like, oh man, like, I'm just learning this at this age, like, oh. Mm-hmm. So intense, but I feel grateful because I think you know a lot of people go like their entire lives without actually like touching these spots.
1: Yeah, yeah. And as you know, and I'd be curious to hear for how you would describe the. Yeah. the there's this experience that you have where I've had clients describe it as as just this vibrancy in life that they connect with. Vibrant is a word that's used a lot. Um, mm. Depth uh, and. I'm curious to hear, like, how would you describe that mm. experience where, of course, it's not as though you reach some point and it's like, oh, I'm embodied now. Yeah, <laughs> I'm living yeah. in my body now. Uh, it's an ongoing practice. Yeah. Yet there, there are these shifts that mm-hmm. happen where you open your eyes or you you are in nature or you're connecting with another person. Yeah. And there's this experience that's different. Yeah.
0: You know, I actually I for me, it's just like every moment gets to be magical, like really, truly when you become or when you're on the path of embodiment, because it's like presence. If you can just be like present with yourself and not abandon yourself, it's like, oh, this is the gold that I was like looking for out there Mm -hmm. all along. It's like, wait, it's right here. Oh my gosh. You know, and then every moment can just feel like, am I like on a mushroom journey, you know? Like (laughs) like my life is just one mushroom journey, Mm -hmm. you know? And yeah, we were talking to these people. I was at a resort last week, a really fancy resort in Big Sur. And um, I felt like an alien, you know, me, I was there with Angel, my fiance, and uh, we were just like, there just weren't a lot of other people there like us, you know, yeah. <laughs> So I think people were sort of like, wow, they really like love each other. And like, you know, we're just doing our thing. And we got into a conversation with this couple and we were just talking. We, I think we use the word magic quite a lot, but we actually like really mean it. And at one point the woman was like, what do you mean? Like just about these like magical moments, You know, like she was just like, you know, couldn't fully, she was like, "What?" and I get it, right? It's like, she's not in our world. So she was just like, what are you even talking about? But I was like, it can just be any moment Mm -hmm. you get to create reverence and devotion and connection and see the magic and like divinity of that. You're like, oh, I just get to be here in a human experience, you know? And like that, like no one can take that from you,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and you don't need like, um, I love money and I love resources, but like all of this is, it's like right here, you know, and it's not dependent on external stuff. Like, you know, like you said.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. How is it for you?
1: <laughs> well, one thing that we recognize in this work, and as we connect with our nervous system, tends to be uh all the different ways that we fall into patterns of survival. Mm-hmm. And the reality is, yeah, there are moments where We want to have the survival response kick in. There are those of us who are in places in our lives where it makes sense that the survival mode is active. Um, And what tends to happen is that we, we learn to connect certain... Ways that we interact with life with um, a need to be in survival mode, that that's actually just the way you do it. Mm-hmm. So that's just the way you achieve is by being in survival mode. and we're not saying this to ourselves, but this is this is what our our body learns. Mm-hmm. The way you ensure that somebody doesn't leave you is you stick around in survival mode the way you ensure that you get that next client is by being in survival mode and for some of us that looks like working ourselves to the bone for others of us it looks like associating it can look it can take different forms yeah for in in my experience that has been one of the most profound shifts has been once I started to allow myself to recognize uh trigger happy that survival mechanism was Mm -hmm. that I began to come face to face with the judgment that was there Mm -hmm. about not just I thought I was judging myself because of the things that I wanted to achieve or create and where I was in comparison and that, that game of comparison that we play with ourselves and others. Mm-hmm. Actually, And then from there, it became judgment around, wow, how have I been doing that for so long and trying to make it work through survival mode? And then the judgment becomes, why am I not like making progress here and seeing the same problem and I'm seeing the same problem come back? And my and I see my clients move through this. It's a very common experience. Yeah. But for me, that that shift into this a a more um, more pervasive, more more um, a state that became more more stable, you could say, mm-hmm. in life, where it was as you're describing and feeling just a deeper sense of presence. That is really like the, the, the space in there is, is magical. It is vibrant. It is all these things that we kind of, we want, but don't know that that's actually what we're going for.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> the realization
1: <laughs> of just how ingrained judgment is mm-hmm. and um, how sneaky it is. Mm-hmm and how on some, on some level we can believe that it's actually healthy and supportive and helps us survive to constantly be judging our experience.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, this one. I'm going to be practicing this for the rest of my life. <laughs> but really like, yeah, just having approval. Oh my gosh. For like being right where I am
1: being a whole human
0: being a whole human. Oh my God. All of it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Oh, let me just feel where we should go next. Um, well, actually, you know, I want to hear about, um, just what you've learned uh, working with leaders, I imagine it's a special kind of leader that seeks you out because there are a lot. Most like leadership development out there is not. Uh, people aren't like you know what I should do. Really focus on my body. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I should really go you deep know? into myself. Yeah, them, right? I'm like that's not you know, the first.
0: That's just like, unfortunately, man, it's so unfortunate that that's not the case, but it's just not currently. Um, yeah. So I'm just curious about, um, yeah, what, like some of the, what you've learned just, um, like working with leaders and, and, um, yeah, like, you know, helping them get into their bodies and like integrate their leadership as integrate that as part of their leadership. Um, Because now you've been doing this full time for like, what, how many, like, what, four years? Something something like that. Something like that, I don't even know. Full, full time, yeah. Yeah, lost track at this point. Um, But yeah, I would just love to hear a little bit about, you know, about that uh, and what you've been learning.
1: Mm -hmm. And you're right, it's not, it is not (laughs) what most people just eagerly opt into and pay for is to go into that process where you're meeting all these parts of yourself that you've developed really sophisticated mechanisms to avoid throughout your life. Yeah. Um, cause it is a it is a messy process. Yeah. And what I think opens people to the possibility or what has opened people to the possibility in my experience has been either experiencing me or a client of mine. In action in mm-hmm. some respect. Mm-hmm. And noticing there's there's something going on here. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I want to know. <laughs> I need to I need to explore whatever it is that is going on behind the scenes, what's whatever it is that's going on in that body of yours, because there's something, there's something different. There is something different that I feel just being around you, whether that's me, a client of mine who's been along this path. Um, And I think that speaks to where, where the work actually goes with these leadership clients is effectively recognizing the system and the system of systems that we all are moving through. That we all need to navigate in some way, shape, or form. And while there are those who, those of us who choose to, and this is one valid option, is to choose to extract ourselves from that system and kind of like create a, a bubble unto ourselves or a space unto ourselves. I don't want to call it a bubble.
0: Get out um, of the matrix. Uh
1: huh. Yeah. <laughs> there are also those of us who actually have. A really profound capacity to drive change by continuing to be a part of that quote unquote matrix mm-hmm. and shifting themselves and letting their the way they're being and the way they're showing up and letting their presence create yeah. the change that they realize through touching this work and touching people who have been in this work. Mm-hmm through realizing what's what's possible there. Mm. So the path uh, looks a lot like
2: at first feeling
1: really bewildered because we start exploring ways of dropping into presence and to embodied awareness that we haven't touched probably since we were small children.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, it's a, it's a common thing that after a bit of time being in this work, I'll have clients in the middle of a session, take a pause and say something to the effect of, I don't think I've felt what I'm feeling now Hmm. since I was seven years old. And I would go and sit by the water down the road from my house
2: Hmm.
1: because there is this capacity of of interoception of feeling what's happening at the level of sensation within the body that opens us up to that higher resolution Mm. way of being in the world to that magic that you described to connecting with the truth and the reality of the moment. Mm -hmm. But when we initially begin moving along that path, it's there is this space this, uh, this liminal space of what, what is happening here? Like, I know you're guiding me to touch and access these different parts of myself. I believe you that there's something there,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but we have these forms of protection that we've developed. So for some people, it's like, there's a wall there. For other people, we go numb. For others, we keep popping back up into our heads as a way of preventing ourselves from dropping down deep. Mm. And so that space for a high achieving leader who is used to telling people what to do or being the one that people are looking to as a model of, of stuff, strength and, and certainty yeah. to be in this space that is, can feel wildly chaotic and uncertain. Yeah. That's kind of like the portal or the door that we walk through when we enter into this space. And that's one of the reasons why this work, understanding how to hold a container that feels safe, understanding how to, as a practitioner, ground your own nervous system and to discern what is yours and what is the other person's mm-hmm. is so essential because it's that co-regulation, that co-regulative process that supports someone in moving through that um, portal.
0: hmm Yeah, totally. It's really, I mean, oh, it is so vulnerable, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, to to take on this kind of work in this way, you know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's so much easier to avoid it. (laughs) And you can get away with it. I think like, and just numb out or, you know, check out whatever,
1: whatever Mm -hmm. your coping mechanism is. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And just at the same time to that point about it being easier to avoid it, That's the interesting thing is I've had a number of clients articulate really cool things about how it seemed like it was easier before, Mm -hmm. and then they recognize after moving through the process, actually, I was just expending so much energy keeping up all those protective mechanisms.
2: Totally.
1: I'll never forget this one client who just had this beautiful moment of connecting with a sense of safety in the body, that, and this moment of recognition of the that we have the capacity and that she had the capacity to connect with that in herself
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and to not need to externally source it to connect with that in herself and then to recognize there is so much more ease in presence there is so much more space and room for softness and exploration and creativity <sighs> and to bring out the parts of myself that I actually want to bring out and have been leaving to the side in order to prevent myself from accessing all of that stuff that was present inside.
0: hmm. Oh, yeah. Once you realize you're like, wow, that was very energetically expensive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Then you're like, oh, OK, I'm mm-hmm. on board. But it's so hard to see that. Like you just aren't going to see that before you like
2: mm-hmm.
0: uh, take this on or yeah. see it or like be able to have a felt sense of it. You know, you just don't know until you're like, oh, wow.
1: Mm-hmm. We're fishing water.
0: OK. Got it. Yeah, totally. I mean, for me, like the biggest energy uh, sort of leak that I just like realized when I started down this path was like all of the little secret resentments that I would just like carry around, you know, Mm. (laughs) and not clear. And it was like, it's just, oh, it's just whatever that thing or this thing. But it's like, no, 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 no. It is so expensive to hold on to that stuff you know. And uh yeah, so I appreciate you bringing or for I appreciate this, you bringing this this piece like when you learn to actually like honor your energy and work with it, it becomes so much easier. But energy isn't something you can like really see, and if you're not in touch with it, you can't really feel it. So you're yeah. like, I don't why would I invest my energy in that? So, yeah, that's beautiful. Well, I know that you're, you are do, uh, making a transition right now, right? So is, mm-hmm. so, so Ho-Hoo, is ho new? Like I'm <laughs> like. Is new. I'm still, okay. I'm
1: still practicing it. And getting oh, I don't know. I'm
0: like, is that how you say it? Okay. <laughs> um, so, okay. So that is new. So tell me, yeah. Tell me like what's hot with this transition or just like, mm-hmm. what is sort of alive for you right now? Yeah. I know we're getting close to the end.
1: hmm mm-hmm. What's so alive right now is this just the truth that so many of us are exploring both professionally and also personally and how we want to structure our lives, where when we get down to the root of it, underneath all the the great resignation and people moving from company to company and all the different life changes and and new relationships and relationships ending and beginning and dressed and moving from one place to another, all this movement at the surface. When we look at how
2: we were living before, there
1: is this way that has become normal to live that I've begun referring to as, as confined humanity, being a confined human. Mm -hmm. And that if we intend to create the, the changes in the world that are life affirming, that do support the planet that do support thriving Mm
2: -hmm. of
1: all different types of people in the world, We cannot be confined humans and accomplish that. Mm. We need to be whole human. We need to be expressing all parts of ourselves, bringing all parts of ourselves to the table. One of the reasons this emerged so clearly from this work is because going back to that idea of how, what makes a leader decide to do this kind of work? It's the realization that I cannot go any longer being this partial version of myself. Mm -hmm. It might have got it might have might have created this one version of success and achievements in my life to this point. Yeah. But it's not what's going to create the life that is actually most alive for me. And it's definitely not what's going to create the most space for, for me to contribute to regenerative change in the world Mm, mm -hmm. to changing all those systems. We're a part of, if we're going to be changing the systems, we have to start with a system of one
2: Mm.
1: and that system has to be whole.
0: (sighs) I love this. Oh my gosh. So what is, um, I wanna I wanna say like what's next, but that might be so basic. But that's just the thing that's like yeah, what? Tell me what's next with this.
1: <laughs> what next? What's next is effectively a continuation of this journey that I've been on since uh, going going out on onto this exploration of what does it look like to bring this embodied leadership to the world, which is effectively having moved through some of all of my stuff. Yeah, that you and I have spoken about. That yeah, feels like a you know a lead weight keeping me from sharing mm-hmm. all this stuff that I've been doing behind the scenes for a long time. Yeah. What's next is bringing more of that mm-hmm. to organizations, to social platforms. Connect with me on LinkedIn if you'd like to learn more about this. I'm yeah. finally getting getting out there more um, and and just doing so. Unapologetically, mm-hmm. not watering it down, not telling myself, "Oh, I'll be able to reach more people if I just, you know, water this, this part down, me. make, yeah, make this language more accessible." Um, yes, there is a level of there is an extent to which we want to mm-hmm. create in a way that others can connect with, yeah. But there's also a way that we can because of our protective mechanisms go into patterns of mm-hmm. distilling and distilling and distilling down to something that doesn't really excite you or anyone else anymore.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, okay. Well, I am very excited to see, uh, just how all this like comes through you. I feel like I, yeah, I reached out to you. It's such a divine time as you have this like body of work that's expressing itself through you. And um, yeah, I'm just like I'm here for it, man. <laughs> I love right. it.
2: Thank
0: you. So and I much. have to just call out this desire that you have, Orange. <laughs> would you would you like to tell us about this? <laughs>
1: I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but I happened. idea. Okay,
0: hear. yes, on the form, I'm I'm always asked people like, "What's one desire you have?" You know, I just like to have fun things to talk about. And Oren said, "To become BFF with an elephant, an alpaca, and a black jaguar." That is quite a desire, Oren.
1: Yeah. I mean it said it could be anything. So
0: <laughs> It could be anything. Okay, well I am fully backing this desire for you.
1: Thank um, you. I'm all for you... 3 so far, so wish
0: me luck. <laughs> okay. Um if people want to connect with you and your work, um where is the best place for them to find you?
1: Yeah, please find me on LinkedIn. That's definitely the the best place. You can just search for my name there. Or you can visit hohoo.co. That's h-o-h-u.co. And that website is not even live at this moment, but it will be by the time anybody hears this, hopefully.
0: Okay, great. Yeah. Awesome. Um, LinkedIn, like a good LinkedIn alum, right uh-huh. there. I yes. love that. I love that. Um, amazing. Well, Orin, thank you so much. You are such a gift and it is so um. Hmm. It just feels so good to like, just reconnect with you and feel you and see like your flavor of leadership and how it's coming through. I am
1: loving this whole journey. Just being in the magic together. That's what it's all about.
0: Yeah. (laughs) All right. I will see you next time, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, KaylinMcDuff.com. See you next time.